you know, Jesus, he would often haul us out early in the morning. I mean, you know, I was a fisherman, so early morning's no big deal. But, I mean, I loved the crowds. I mean, it was so cool to see all of these people coming to us, to, to come listen to him talk, to, to just touch him, to hear what he said, to be healed. It was just, it was amazing. And, and you know, we were just seeing so many things that, that I never thought we'd see. I, I mean, I knew the scripture. I knew the prophecy. I, I knew all of that. I, I never thought, I mean, you know, all these other messiahs, I knew, I just had this feeling that they were all charlatans. Every one of them had let us down. We, we had so much hope that there would be someone who would, who would bring Israel back the way that we remembered from our scriptures, from everything that we'd been taught. We had so much hope, and then Jesus... And I just couldn't understand why he kept wanting to move around. Why, why did he not want to be with the crowds all the time? Why was he not healing everyone? And yet I knew, I knew there was something, there was something about him. I mean, he kept saying, you know, the kingdom the kingdom is among you. The kingdom has come among you. Repent and believe the good news. And we, you know, especially James and John and I, you know, we always joked at calling them the sons of thunder. There are all kinds of reasons why we call them the sons of thunder. They were noisy for one, but that's another story. But we were sort of in the inner circle, you know. We, Jesus would... would would pull us aside and just talk with us. And, and so we felt really, really special. And we believed this good news. We, we thought that, that he was the one. We hoped that he was the one to restore Israel. And when he wasn't around, of course, we would, you know, we had flights of fancy. We had, we had our dreams and our hopes. We, we thought maybe, you know, maybe we'd be like first lieutenants. Maybe we'd be able to, to help be powerful people in, in the kingdom that would be ruled by Jesus. I mean, at one point, he, he sent us out. He sent us out two by two. And I'll tell you, I, I've never experienced anything like it. We, people listen to us. We were able to, to heal people. There was a power in us that, that I just, I can't describe. And we were able to cast out demons. I mean, I'd seen Jesus do it, but when he sent us out, there was something different. And so when we came back, you know, we thought this was it. We thought this was what we were going to be doing the whole time, but he, he didn't send us back right back out. He drew us back together and, and then he, things would happen like 
thousands of people would come around us and and we wouldn't have any food and we'd be freaking out, you know, because, listen, man, I got to eat. And and we were all hungry and I knew 5,000 people were hungry and and all of a sudden Jesus said, well, get all the, gather all the food together and whatever. And he, he would pray and everybody would eat and everybody would be happy. I mean, it, I mean, the only word that I can use because I just didn't understand it because it was, was so awesome was miracle. And yet there was something that something that I didn't understand about him too. And then and then came the day when when he came to us, the twelve of us, and he's like, So who do people say that I am? And we said, Well, you people say you're a prophet. People say you're Elijah come again. People say all kinds of things about you. They say you're a faith healer. Some say you're a charlatan. Some say, you know, you're just a pretender. And then he turned and he looked at us. Who do you say that I am? Well, I, I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot. I, I, I've been hoping for it, but it just, it, you know, I'm, I sometimes speak before I think, and I definitely did here in some ways. Like, I just said, I, you're the Messiah. You're, you're the anointed one. And he didn't really say anything, but I knew that I was right. And it was then that he began to say to us weird things, really strange things about dying and rising and all of that. I mean, I, Again, we, we believe that he was the one to restore Israel. We believe that we were going to conquer the Romans, that we were going to, we were going to set up a new government, basically. And we were going to be part of it all. And then there was that day where, you know, he took us, just the three of us, myself and the Sons of Thunder, and we went up on a mountain together. And this wasn't unusual. We, we often, again, went away to pray with him, to be with him, and, and you know, it's so funny. Oftentimes when we would go away to pray with him, like he, that guy could pray. Like he, you know, he would sort of be off by himself and he would be praying. It's not all like forever. And sometimes he would come and get us and we would have fallen asleep. And he wasn't very happy with us when we fell asleep because we were supposed to be praying too. But we went up on the mountain and and I'll tell you, something happened there. His, it was like his clothes were changed. It, it, I mean, this thing that I'm, that I wear, you know, it's kind of dusty and dirty and brown, you know, but all of a sudden it looked like what he was wearing was a, was a brand new garment that had been, that had been soaked in the lie of the, uh, of the of the washwoman's wash, and it was just so it was so white. It just it almost glowed, and then this cloud sort of came over us, and and we were in this cloud, and and I knew I knew from the scriptures that that coming coming into a cloud on a mountaintop meant that God was present, and I I you know I was I thought we were all going to die because when you come into the presence of God, Almighty God, people get dead. I mean, that's just, that's just what, what it was in the scripture. Like people, I was afraid and I, I didn't, 
I didn't want to look, but then all of a sudden, two other people were with us. And they're talking with Jesus. And, and I don't know how I knew, but I just knew that this was Moses, the, the bringer of the wall. I mean, the one, the one who taught us about what it meant to be God's people. And, and Elijah, the great prophet, the one who, who was said to, to come again before the Messiah would come. And, and they were there talking with Jesus. And I just, you know, typical me speaking before I'm thinking, I was like, well, I was so scared. I was like, well, well, you know, maybe we should, should we build, should we build three places to remember this? You know, I, again, it was like so much of the time I'm not present where I should be. I'm somewhere else. I'm thinking we need to do more, you know, like just like with the 5,000, like I, we got to get food. We got to do this. I was so worried about the logistics and all of that sort of thing. And here we are, here we are in God's presence. And I'm thinking we need to build rock mounds. I couldn't just sit and be in the presence. And then God spoke to us, to me, to James, to John, and said, this is my beloved one. I knew that he was talking about Jesus. And then God sort of let us have it. (laughs) Listen to him. God said. Yeah. And I remembered, I remembered the stories that people would tell, people who had been there, about, about Jesus being baptized. And about how that was when he began, he began to tell people to repent and that the kingdom had come near to believe this good news. I, I remember and it just, it started to get clearer to me that he was what I had said he was. That he was the Messiah. And I vowed, and even though I didn't necessarily do a great job from then on, I vowed that I would listen. That I would sit and I would be present with his words and his deeds. I would sit and I would be present with my, my friends, the other disciples and the, and the, and the women who were with us. And, and I would be present with, with all of the people who would come and I wouldn't wish them away and I, I wouldn't try to get ahead of myself. I just, I would just soak it all in so I could be present in this kingdom that Jesus was bringing about. Whatever would come. Little did I know what was to come and how hard it would be for all of us. But that's another story. And so my friends, I encourage you in whatever difficulty you might be going through, whatever trouble might be besetting you, whatever whatever worries you might have. Oh, and I remember what he said about worrying. He said, by worrying, can you add even a second to your life, even even anything to your life? By worrying, can you can you add that? No. But whatever is 
causing you trouble, whatever worries you have, whatever cares and concerns, be present with them in the presence of Jesus. And he will show you his way. And it is a way to life like you've never known. May the shining epiphany that we had shine on you. Be well. Love each other. And love God. My siblings in Christ. Amen.